Welcome to Season 3 of the Every PCOS Body Podcast. Please remember the things talked about in this podcast, although they can be of a medical tone, I am not a medical professional. So if you have questions about what you hear on this show, you need to discuss with your medical professional team. I am an advocate for PCOS and hoping to spread knowledge that I learn with my advocacy to all of you with my podcast and to bring up topics that other patients look to hear about. This does not mean that I am the end-all be-all for PCOS by any means. I am just one non-medical professional person expressing my opinion. Please seek professional expertise with any questions you have on anything you hear on this show. Thank you for joining us and enjoy season three. Welcome to the Every PCOS Body Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny. So, I have missed a few episodes. First of all, those listening, thank you so much for being a part of my audience um, and a part of Every PCOS Body. Um, And I do apologize sincerely for um, missing episodes, um, and publishing, uh, the podcast. Um, I've been processing the results of the latest DNC. Um, and if you follow me on social media, you know that the results weren't great. Um, in fact, the hyperplasia has come back yet again. So, um, I have been processing that, and uh, how we are moving forward with my treatment, um, which has been really heavy. Um, So I'm sure you guys know, but just a little recap. Um, This battle started five years ago uh, when we found out that I had uh, such a severe case of hyperplasia. The doctor uh, said that if I went to an oncologist, they would do an immediate hysterectomy. um, And she believed that there may be gradable cancer. However, she felt at the time that we would be able to treat the hyperplasia um, and allow me to try for IVF for a child. Um, She knew that I wanted a child. She knew that I wanted to try. um, So we fought. Um, There were times in the last five years where the hyperplasia has been clear. um, And there were times where it's come back. Um, It's been a roller coaster the last five years. Um, at one point, uh, it was clear and we did try IVF again. Um, unfortunately it failed. Um, and it's been five years, uh, and yet again, the hyperplasia is back. I'm now 42. Um, and with my mental health where it is right now, I don't feel that trying again for a a child is safe for, me. Uh, the chances of it failing, um, I don't know that I can mentally handle that, emotionally handle that. Um, and, and talking with Brian, we both feel that um, at our age right now and with the uh, mental health, uh, 
that we're done trying. So after long talks with Brian about that and where my health is and a real open talk with my doctor, um, we've decided that the best decision for my health um, is to have a hysterectomy. Um, so I'm having a really hard time with this decision, uh, to be honest. Um, the logical side is there, guys. I know logically that this is going to ensure my health and my life. I know that um, all the reasons, I know all the reasons why this is the right decision. Um, and I know it's the right decision. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but it's scary. Uh, it's a really big surgery. Um, it's saying goodbye to my chance of biological children um, of our own. Uh, it's saying goodbye to the chance of me ever carrying a child of our own. Um, it's something that we've been trying for so long to achieve um, that uh, although, however unlikely it was for us, there was always a chance. Um, but yeah, so this is saying goodbye to that chance. This is saying goodbye to it all. Um, so I'm grieving, grieving a little bit over it. Um, and working, working through those emotions. I'm working with my therapist, um, who is really helping me understand what I'm going through and, um, you know, helping me grieve and, and process and, and all that. So, so here we are a little over a month away from the surgery. I'm scared. I'm hopeful. I'm grieving. Um, and in a way I'm ready. I'm ready for the fight to be over. Um, because it's been a long, hard fight. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about it on the podcast. I talk about it on social media, um, but it's, you know, it's been a fight and it's one that, um, I am ready to be done with. So, so there's that. Um, so I wanted to take today's episode, um, and intermingle it with my life, um, and talk about how a hysterectomy affects PCOS. Um, there's a lot of information out there, uh, misinformation about, out there about this topic. Um, I see it all the time in groups and people asking questions about it. Um, and so I just need to say first and foremost that a hysterectomy is not a cure for PCOS. Um, regardless if you have your ovaries removed or not, um, it's not going to cure PCOS. Um, there's, I see this all the time where people are under the, the assumption that a hysterectomy or a hysterectomy with the ovaries removed, um, is going to, uh, cure your PCOS. And the fact of the matter is it's not, uh, PCOS is an endocrine disorder, guys. Uh, we know this, we should know this. This is something that should be, uh, knowledgeable, especially if you have PCOS. Um, it's not just a reproductive, uh, disorder. Reproductive issues are symptoms of PCOS. 
PCOS is actually an endocrine disorder. So, and it has reproductive symptoms. So although a hysterectomy may resolve some of the reproductive issues that PCOS can cause, the hysterectomy itself won't cure PCOS and other symptoms may arise. So it's something you got to be aware of. So what are some of the reproductive system, uh, symptoms that are helped by a hysterectomy? Um, well, the risk of cancer or hyperplasia is removed uh, when you remove the uterus. Um, if you're at risk for this, like me, um, the hysterectomy is going to remove that risk. Um, heavy bleeding, fibroids, painful periods, any other cycle-related symptoms uh, that you may have are going to be resolved when you remove the uterus. So um, missed periods, any, you know, uh, painful periods, things like that, uh, thing, things that you uh, suffer as a relate, as it relates to the uterus itself. Um, these are all going to be resolved when the uterus is re removed. Um, things that you want to keep in mind is that if you have your ovaries removed, um, androgens are still being produced via the adrenal glands. So if your PCOS is not maintained properly, you still may have an excess of androgens that will cause symptoms like excess hair growth, the hair loss or balding and acne and other related uh, excess androgen um, symptoms. Um, if you keep your ovaries, the same issues are present. Androgens are being produced via the ovaries. So you'll still need to maintain your symptoms to help lower your androgen production. So and there's definitely uh, different ways to do that. Maintenance is key for your health with PCOS. Uh, and the maintenance looks different for everyone. So you want to know what your maintenance is going to look like by working with your doctor or doctors. Uh, things like labs, exercise, nutrition, and supplementation. Um, so what works for me and keeping my maintenance uh, properly, you know, my PCOS properly maintained uh, is going to look very different uh, or may look very different for you. Um, so you definitely want to talk to your doctor or doctors um, to find out what's going to work best for you to maintain your PCOS properly for your body. Um, and even after a hysterectomy, um, you want to consider the fact that the metabolic problems are going to persist. So while PCOS has the reproductive uh, symptoms, like I said, it's actually an endocrine disorder. So most people with PCOS have higher levels of um, insulin and inflammation um, than people without PCOS. This is something that we, you know, in the community talk a lot about um, insulin resistance with PCOS. Um, inflammation is talked a lot about as well, ways to bring down inflammation uh, with PCOS. So um, if it's not well-managed, excessive levels of insulin and inflammation can lead to things like prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. Um, it can increase your risk for cardiovascular diseases such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and fatty liver disease. So you've heard of this thing called Avastol. I'm here telling you why you need to try it. It's the proven combination of myo and decryo inositols 
that has been shown to give you menstrual regulation, lower androgens, help with insulin resistance, improve mood, and so much more. Buy directly from the maker at Theralogics.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-L-O-G-I-X.com. And use PRC code 260-435 at checkout to save on any product, including Avastol. That's T-H-E-R-A-L-O-G-I-X dot com using PRC code 260-435. Like I said, um, even after a hysterectomy, these metabolic problems persist. This is why PCOS is not cured by a hysterectomy because it's an endocrine disorder. So you have these metabolic issues that you need to be aware of and you need to maintain your PCOS in order to maintain uh, your proper health. So a hysterectomy, again, is not going to cure these complications. Instead, you want to maintain your health. Um, You can maintain it. Uh, through an antioxidant-rich, whole foods-based eating style, regular exercise, good sleep, and stress management. Um, You can also do supplementation, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about some supplements that um, are good for uh, PCOS um, in a little bit, but the one thing I do want to say is that you want to talk to your doctor before starting any supplementation. Uh, supplement regimen um, because, first of all, some supplements can interfere with some medications. So you want to definitely talk to your doctor and make sure uh, that if before you start any supplements, they're not going to interfere with any medications you may be taking. Um, and you also uh, just want to make sure that you're, um, you know, check your labs and make sure you're not starting something that you shouldn't be starting based on uh, what your particular body's needs are. So definitely talk to your doctor before starting any any type of uh, supplement regimen. Um, but supplements can help um, with the metabolic uh, issues um, and your PCOS management um, as long as you're doing it safely. So there's that. Um, so uh, you can also Uh, boost your diet with plenty. uh, And when I say diet, your nutrition, your uh, food intake, I don't mean starting a diet. We all know that. Um, So you could boost your diet with plenty of anti-inflammatory foods. This will help reduce insulin and inflammation, and it'll help prevent diabetes and cardiovascular disease. You can definitely do that. Um, Other things that you can do to help maintain your health with PCOS Um, exercise regularly. Um, and this is for your mind and your body. Exercising is, is a good thing to do. Um, and it's really hard and we talk about exercise a lot. Um, and the one thing I want to say is find an exercise that you like doing. Um, so you'll keep doing it. You want it to be enjoyable. Um, if you don't like being on an elliptical, then don't do an elliptical. It makes exercise a chore. It makes it difficult. It makes you not want to do it. So you want to find something that you enjoy doing. If you enjoy doing yoga, do yoga. Yoga is great, great exercise, especially for PCOS. Um, If you enjoy walking, then you go for a walk every day. If you enjoy running, do running. If you enjoy 
um, you know, weights, then do weights. You find something that you enjoy and that's what you do. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, crazy exercises that make you feel like you're doing this crazy chore. Um, I'm a proponent of finding something that you enjoy and starting there. Um, and that'll get you in the habit of exercising and moving up and moving forward. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the supplements that are great for PCOS. Again, you want to talk to your doctor before starting any supplements. These are just some uh, good ones uh, that help with um, PCOS that are recommended. Uh, definitely um, Avocetol. Um, you know I'm a huge proponent of Avocetol. I take mine every day. Um, it is proven to reduce insulin levels. It helps with mood and it helps manage carbohydrate cravings. Um, so it helps with your cravings and it has so many other positive side effects for PCOS. I know a lot of people take it, um, to induce their periods. Um, I'm going to continue to take it even after my hysterectomy for all the other benefits it has. So many PCOS benefits uh, to it that are not just reproductive related. Um, you know, the insulin is a huge one. The mood is a huge one. Um, the cravings is a huge one. It's it's just such a great product. Um, so Avocetol is something that I hugely recommend. Um, of course, and, you know, I am an affiliate with uh, Theralogics. So if you use my PRC code, you can get a discount um, on it. So 15% uh, off uh, of any product with uh, Theralogics, but, you know, with Avisol, it's a, a pretty big discount there. So use my PRC code. It's uh, 260435, um, you know, and I have my little commercials on here for it. So and just because I'm an affiliate doesn't mean that... Um, I don't love the product because I truly, truly stand behind it a thousand percent. Um, so just had to say that. Um, and berberine, berberine is a way to help reduce cholesterol, um, help with fatty liver and, um, also reduce insulin. So that's a really great, um, uh, supplement. Berberine is also one that could interfere with other medications. So definitely talk to your doctor before starting that. Um, but it's, it's a powerful one and it's one that some people use, uh, in place of metformin. Um, so, uh, it's a pretty powerful supplement. Um, again, this is definitely one that you want to talk to your doctor about before starting. Um, NAC, is um, a powerful antioxidant that helps support the immune health um, and it helps lower cholesterol and lower insulin. So this is a really great, great product for PCOS. Um, zinc, zinc can help uh, reduce hair loss um, along uh, great for your immune health. Um, fish oil helps reduce androgens so it, and it helps reduce inflammation um, and it helps with the triglycerides. So it's, it's really an overall great uh, one to take, um, for PCOS. Um, calcium is needed to help prevent bone loss. So calcium is, calcium is good for anybody, but definitely those with PCOS. Um, vitamin D, uh, it is, helps with, uh, mood, bone loss, um, and helps fight inflammation. Um, 
most of the world is uh, deficient in vitamin D, but it's really prevalent in PCOS. Um, so if you have your labs done and you have your vitamin D checked, um, it'll help you learn how much you need to take and how deficient you are. So you can talk to your doctor. Um, some people are even on prescription vitamin D because they're so low. Um, so it's definitely something to talk to your doctor about. Um, and magnesium can help, uh, promote better sleep, it helps reduce anxiety, um, and even helps with, uh, pain. So, um, that's another one that you can take is magnesium. So those are just some of the supplements that you can, uh, look into. Um, I know that there's a plethora more of, uh, supplementations. Uh, that help with PCOS. These are just a few of the main ones um, that really help. Um, and these are ones that you can take that help with uh, symptoms that aren't reproductive related. And these are ones that you can take that help with those other PCOS symptoms that um, are present after a hysterectomy. So these are the ones that you need to help maintain your PCOS um, and, you know, that you don't realize our, our PCOS symptoms, the inflammation, the cholesterol, the fatty liver, um, you know, the blood pressure, things like that, things that PCOS affects and you need to help maintain um, in order to live a happy, healthy lifestyle. So I hope I cleared up some of the misinformation out there about hysterectomies and PCOS. Um, if you have any questions um, about it, please feel free to email me at everypcosbody at gmail.com um, or hit me up on social media, everypcosbody. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. Um, if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, please feel free to hit me up. Um, I'd be more than happy to discuss things that you guys are wanting to listen to. Um, otherwise, I'm just picking topics off the top of my head and hoping that you guys are enjoying them. So, um, And again, I just truly want to thank you all for, for being a part of the Every PCOS Body world. Um, it, uh, I apologize again for taking so long to publish, uh, an episode. It's been, it's been a little difficult since making the decision to have the hysterectomy. Um, it's going to continue to be difficult. Um, but I'm getting through it, um, with a lot of support from, from amazing people like Brian and my doctors, um, and my friends and people like you out there just wishing me luck and praying for me and, sending me all the good energy and I can't thank you enough. Um, so much love to all of you and I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, hit me up on social media, um, every PCOS body, all one word and, uh, much love to you and I will see you next time.